welcome to the garden. Welcome to another episode of the garden. We are on episode 22. 22. So thank you to everybody who is tuning in right now. If you're a new listener, just know you can find this podcast on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor, and many other places where you can stream your podcast. We are literally on like nine different platforms. So please continue to check out The Garden. You can stay connected with us via the Facebook page, The Garden Podcast, or you can shoot us an email at contact.gardenpodcast at gmail.com. We love to hear from you guys. And maybe that's too much. Maybe you need something quick, dirty, and easy. Then hit us up on our website at thegardenpodcast.com and send us a message. If you're a returning listener, y'all know I show y'all love. I appreciate y'all. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Please continue to share this podcast with your friends, with your family, with your networks. I really hope that this message encourages you today. So Episode 22, we're talking about work-life balance. And the funny thing is, I'm recording this episode and it's about 2 a.m. Not 2 a.m. on the day that it will air, but it is still 2 a.m. on one of these here days. And so I'm thinking about as I roll these things out, what does it mean for me to have a work-life balance and making sure that I incorporate self-care into my daily routine, not just weekly, not monthly, but daily. And so I want to give you all four practical steps that I try to use to balance work and life. And then also some of those things that I do that help me to feel refreshed um, and helps me to prioritize my self-care. So this is an episode where you may want to take some notes and you may want to talk this out with some of your friends, talk this out with um, your family, kind of put these things into practice sooner rather than later. Okay. So like I said, have a few tips that I want to leave with you. And as I'm looking through this, I think I may have said I was going to share top three or four. I actually have five and I can do that because it's my podcast, right? So Priority number one when talking about work-life balance. And first off, let's define what I mean when I say work-life balance. So work-life balance is exactly what it sounds like. It's being able to balance your quality of life. So not just the, the life part of you waking up and breathing and then going to sleep and you drinking water and eating throughout the day for survival. That's a little different. We're talking about your quality of life. What does it mean to experience your days at peace, at levels where you feel that you've been productive, at levels where you actually are enjoying what you're doing? And and not saying that you're always happy with it, but that you get joy from it, right? So that's the quality of life that we're talking about. And then when we talk about work, we're not only talking about those things in which you clock in to get paid. We're talking about any of those things that you're doing outside of kind of those quality time with family, the hobbies thing, anything that puts your brain to work, anything that you do as part of your leadership experience, as part of your civic engagement, as part of your professional development, all of those things. All of those things 
being included in this category of work, right? So really what we're talking about is how to balance all of the logistical and practical things of life with a quality of life, with with a quality of life that is meaningful and enjoyable to you. So one of the first things I want to share, and I think this is by far the most important thing, is sorting out your priorities. So if you want to be successful, if you want to be um, a leader, if you want to be energized by the work that you do, it's so important to have your priorities in order, both your personal and professional. So you have to figure out your responsibilities at different levels. Getting clear on these answers will help you prioritize and make adjustments and decide what you are and what you're not prepared to do. And so when I think about setting priorities, For me, one thing that I do practically to do this is at the beginning of every day and at the end of every workday, I block off one hour of my time. I do this on my calendar so that people cannot schedule meetings with me because that is the hour where I get to prioritize my day. And then at the end of the day, I get to debrief from from the full day so that my mind can be at peace. So the first thing I'm doing in the morning is thinking about, okay, let me check my calendar. What on my calendar is color coded in red? Those are always my priority things. There are some things on my calendar that are gray. That's just my FYI. Like, Hey, you should probably pay attention to this. There are things on my calendar that are campus related. So if I know I'm going to attend a campus meeting versus a community meeting, those are color coded in green. If I know that I'm going to have a church event, or a church meeting, then I know, or even if I'm leading a Bible study, those things are color-coded in orange. So my reds are my priorities. Those are the things that are non-negotiable that I have to do. They're at the top of every every list. So, so it doesn't matter if I have a full day of things planned. Those things in red must get done. Everything else on my calendar um, is a, you should get this done. This is important but it's not your priority list, okay? So getting your priorities in order. When you think about work and when you think about life, you may have to prioritize those at different points of the week, of the year, of the month, of the day, right? So for example, when it comes down to me needing to do things for my younger brother, that will take priority over the priorities of work. Because at, at this stage in my life, the, uh, the child that I have raised is most important to me. So if that means I have to take PTO or if that means I have to schedule meetings front loaded at the beginning of the week so that I can have freedom at the end of the week, then that's what I do. Right. But prioritizing that prioritizing family over work helps me to feel like I have maintained the quality of life that I want because when I know that my family is fulfilled, then I feel fulfilled and feel free to go and explore the things that I want to explore, okay? So you have to sort out your priorities. And let me say this, your mental health should always be the priority above family. It should be the priority above um work. It should be the priority above civic engagement. It should be the priority above hanging out with friends. Your mental health has to be the number one priority. Some, for some people, mental health will include their spirituality. For others, it may not. But making sure that your mental health is in its 
prime state at all times is so important. So sometimes that means saying no to people. Sometimes that means taking a personal day. Sometimes that means turning down opportunities, no matter how great the opportunity is, if you don't feel healthy mentally, right? And I'm not talking necessarily about whether you're tired from a busy week or if someone hurts your feelings. We're not talking about that. We're talking about, do you feel stable? Do you feel that your anxiety or your depression is is manageable? Do you feel that you are clear-headed? Do you feel fatigued, which is very different than being tired, right? Prioritizing that, um, that aspect of your life is super important because when your mental health is in order, the rest of your life can fall in order. So tip number one, sort your priorities. That is a non-negotiable. The second thing is make some time for yourself. So when we make time for ourselves, so many times we feel selfish for doing this. But really, if you think, if you think about it, taking that time for yourself, that is actually the secret to maintaining a perfect life balance, uh, work-life balance. Sometimes it's okay to think about yourself and even have some leisure time to just go and pamper yourself. Maybe that's getting your nails done, going to get a haircut developing a new hobby or something you were doing earlier, which you may have had to let go due to work or new relationships or family responsibilities. So really taking time to really, really making an effort to set time aside for yourself. The other thing that I have found that helps with work-life balance for me is actually being physically active. So one, like I, I mentioned earlier, mental health is so important. Well, part of my mental health is feeling great about how I look and how I feel in my clothing. And so on Sundays at 6.30, I go and play basketball for two to three hours. It is my non-negotiable. I don't care if family come in town. I don't care if somebody's having a party, a brunch, whatever it is. I find a way to make sure that I am there to play basketball on Sundays And even sometimes on Thursdays, I make it a priority to do that as well. Because for me, the the agility and the endurance and like the physicality of playing basketball helps to relieve stress. But in addition, being a part of a community that just gets me, that allows me to be crazy, allows me to be excited, allows me to get frustrated, allows me to yell and scream and to leave it all on the court all while supporting me and loving me and then being able to turn around and do that for them too that is invaluable so if you exercise if you if you don't play basketball that's fine basketball doesn't have to be your thing but do something regularly that is a physical activity exercise regularly get those endorphins up increase that self-esteem and that self-confidence Right, really raise those happy hormones that then get you fired up and you feel great about yourself and you're like, okay, I can conquer the rest of the day. Or maybe you're maybe you work out at the end of the day, so you feel like you've accomplished something that day. I always feel like exercise is such a feel good factor and it helps you juggle work family, the kids, leadership opportunities, community responsibilities. It just helps you juggle it because exercise is one of those things that you can do for yourself. So the first couple things we said were sort out your priorities, right? We're going to make time for ourselves and we're going to exercise regularly. 
The other thing I want to say is draw a line between home and work. So one of the greatest lessons I feel of life is to say no to things that don't align with your priorities. And that really is the art of setting boundaries. When you set boundaries, you give your heart and soul to both the aspects of life and the aspects of work, but you leave work at work and then you handle home at home. So even in the workplace, like if you are thinking about paying bills or or needing to schedule a nail appointment or the dentist office, like it's okay to do those things really quickly, but you shouldn't spend most of your work day working on things that you would need to take care of at home. Because when you get home, you'll realize that so much of your time was spent on things other than work. Now you feel like you have to bring your work home. So draw a line between home and work. I have one of my friends that she has several independent projects that keep her busy throughout the day. But one thing that I constantly hear her say is, you know, when my husband gets home, I can't have my nose in a book. And that is her way of of honoring her home life and still being um, aware that she's a wife and that she's a mom and that she's a friend. So making sure that you draw the line between home and work. The other thing is you don't want to bring drama from work into your home. That disrupts your quality of life and vice versa. You don't want to bring your drama from home into the workplace. So really think about ways that you can say no, okay? And then last but not least, learn the art of delegation. And so what does that mean? A lot of times we can get things done if we would allow people to help us. And so so when I say delegate, Part of it is assigning things to other people, but the other part of it is inviting people to carry the load with you. So for example, when it comes to making time for myself, one thing that I do as part of delegation is I put some of the responsibility back on my girlfriends to say, hey, I need some girl time, quality time. Whose couch are we on, right? Not feeling like I have to host, not feeling like I have to cook or prepare anything, but simply just saying, hey, like where, where can I make myself present tonight um, or this afternoon? The other thing is when you're at work, don't feel like you have to do everything by yourself in, unless you are literally the only person in your workspace. If you are part of a team, even if you have trust issues and you're like, man, like I know I could do this better than they could or I know I can do this up to my standard, you should still think about Work-life balance. What does it mean to be a team player and to allow people to come alongside you and to support you and to help you, right? Delegating is the best way to free yourself of certain responsibilities that can be supported by other people on your team or around you. So you decide what you must do for yourself and then you decide what others can take care of and you trust them in that. So those are my five practical tips that I think you all can start to implement sooner rather than later, sort out your priorities, learn how to delegate, make sure you draw a very clear line, establish boundaries between work and home, make sure you make time for yourself. And if you can get in some exercise on a consistent and regular basis. Okay. So finally, I'll leave you with a few additional tips of things that I do. So I told you about how I block out time on my calendar. I told you about how I prioritize um, with color coding of things on my calendar. 
And I also told you about how I make sure that I'm committed to basketball every Sunday, no negotiation. A few additional things that I like to do to manage my work-life balance is to go and get my nails done. People can tell, and my girlfriends know this, I am in distress when my hands and toes are a mess. And there are very few times where it's actually like a mess, like please be alarmed. But whenever I let my nails get away from me, then you know that I'm not in a good work-life balance. That means I am doing too much. The other thing I do is I take inventories often. So I take professional inventories. What am I doing professionally? Have I hit my capacity? Am I overwhelmed? Are there too many moving pieces? On the flip side of that, I do a personal inventory. What are things that I need to be aware of that I'm juggling in my personal life? Volunteer opportunities, relationships, friendships, all of those things are super important to manage. And if you do not manage those things well, you will find yourself extremely frustrated. So take those personal inventories. And if you start to notice that you're packing it on heavy in your community service, or maybe you're packing it on heavy in socializing, then decide how you can cut back on that. That also goes back to those boundaries. And the other thing that I do is I really take time to communicate my needs to other people. So in order for me to be in balance and to have the quality of life that I want, I communicate to other people what my goals are, what my needs are, what my expectations are, so that they can hold me accountable in the season that I'm in. So these are my tips for you, some practical things that I think I have done that could be helpful to you, but then also kind of like some ideas for you to just ponder on, on how to get the best out of the life that you want to live. So if any of this resonated with you or you have your own tips, hit us up on Facebook, let us know. We definitely check our DMs. Um, Feel free to shoot us an email, but most importantly, we hope that you are encouraged and that you feel empowered to sort out this work-life balance. We'll catch y'all next week.